Hello to everyone. Hey everybody, we're back. It's we Sunday, are. March 5th. That's mm. right, and it's later later tonight than it was last night. 9.09 okay. p.m. Eastern Standard. Right on. Hope everybody's doing well. Yeah, it's been a long day. It has been. It's been a long day for both of us here. Yes. Hope everybody's doing well. Yeah. And I'm not sure, I would imagine that at least, well, seems like for most people, I know for us, the whole weekend's not really meaning anything. No, I forget. Okay. Like, today it doesn't feel like Sunday. It doesn't. You know, because sometimes I work Saturdays, sometimes I work Sundays. Exactly. So it's just like my weekends are messed up. Plus, it's different times. It's ugh. It's true. Yeah, that, that gets screwy when they put you on different hours. Yeah, that's right. That's okay. It'll all work out. It will. I agree. It will work out. That's that's a good way to look at it because uh, looking at it the opposite way doesn't really seem to solve anything. But yeah, little man's behaving himself. He is. Well, he's being adorable. He's napping in a paper bag right now. Yeah. Because all paper bags and all boxes belong to him. <laughs> yeah. Just like mommy's and daddy's backpacks belong to him too. Yeah. For different reasons. That's right. And my heater or my uh, your heating yeah. pad, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tim's heating pad is uh, belongs to the little man too, and yep. it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. So I hope everybody's weekend went well. Hoping so, yeah. Went fine and dandy. Yeah. Hoping, hoping to hear wonderful things. All good news, hopefully. Yes. Hoping so. Of course, it's not all good news all around the world, but hoping for better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, life has its ups and downs, ups and downs, as they say. It does. It's true. Oh, did you hear that uh, parents in Iran are protesting? About what? Uh, because the girls have apparently started to be poisoned in schools. Poisoned what, mentally? No, actually, like physically poisoned. Oh, wow. Like, there's, there's evidence that somebody is putting poisoning, whether it's into their foods or whatever it is. It is, let me see, uh, the, co- the country's health minister has said that the girls have suffered a, quote, quote, unquote, mild poison attacks. And some politicians have suggested the girls could have been targeted by hardline Islamist groups yep. opposed to girls' education. Yep. Yeah. On now, suspicious samples have been found. Uh, they're being investigated to identify the causes of their, it was, it was um, packaged as students' suspicious illness, um, but it's it's looking more and more like poisoning. And uh, the uh, minister, uh, what's it, Minister Abdulreza Abdul Reza Rahmani Fazi, mm-hmm. uh, he said they're going to publish the results as soon as possible. But it's something. But, yeah, the sickness so far has affected more than 30 schools and at least 10 of Iran's 31 provinces by Saturday. Oh, so it sounds like I was going to ask if it happened just in um Not just one. One place or did it happen like yeah. kind of all over? 30 schools in 10 provinces. Not good. But, yeah, but I'm uh, at the very least, I mean, I'm, I was going to say I'm pleased. Pleased is not the right word for it. Um Parent, the parents of these girls are protesting. Good. Which I'm, I was gonna say, I agree. Just That's very right good. Direction, yeah. But it's also very dangerous for them too. Well, it's dangerous to be quiet too. It is. What's yeah. that one quote? It's um, and this I'm gonna really not give it justice, but it's like. Well, let's hear it. Evil will prevail when good men say nothing. Yeah, I, that's, I think you're like right close. I, I, I am like know. real close. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of the really best quotes ever. It's and, true. Because it's so true. 
yeah. evil will prevail if when good men yeah. do nothing. Let me take that in, actually. I, I think I got it pretty close. Yeah, I think you're very close on that. I think I got stuck on the word prevail, and then it came out. Um, she, yep, like you could, men do nothing. Yeah. The yep. only the only thing necessary for the triumph is evil is for good men to do nothing. See, you're very close. And I left triumph out. Yeah. Triumph, oh, the insult yeah. comic, comic dog. <laughs> there you go. The insult comic dog was not involved with this, no. Yeah. Not this time. <laughs> nope. But yeah, um, yeah. If uh, anybody has never heard of uh, Triumph to Insult Comic Dog, haven't seen him in a minute. No, look it up. It's some funny stuff, man. Man, it's some real funny stuff. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a bit because it was it's actually a comedian, and I think yeah. he's at some point he's like, you know, I'm kind of tired of doing the same thing. I suppose so. It was always funny. Always funny. He was big early in the early 2000s. He was big. Yeah. And it, he said it was kind of nice because he didn't have, you know, he was kind of anonymous. And yeah, then once everybody that. finding out who he was, he's just like, uh, now. Now it's not fun anymore. Well, now it's not fun because now it's, you know, he can't make fun of people so um, uh, unabashed as he was. Okay. Now it's like, well, I know this guy, and you're more, you're more exposed. He's more. Well, it's like, yeah, he was over his house last night, and I really wanna. Yeah. But then I feel guilty or whatever. Like, so uh, not fun anymore. Now it's ruined the uh, ruined the recipe, I guess. Hmm. Or whatever. But yeah, he. I, I saw him a new one a while back. I tried. I tried the install. Yeah, and it wasn't the same. It wasn't as okay. hard punishing as you know the early ones. Yeah. The early ones. I think he was on a few of the uh, roasts on oh, Comedy yeah? Central, and they were just brutal. They were just brutal. I mean, assaults. he was always brutal, but that it was still, you that know, was that, particularly even more so. Yeah. You know, the one guy, was it Bob, uh, Bob Ross? The one guy who always hosts the, um, okay. Did Bob Ross? Uh, the one comic, he's painter. just always funny. Yeah, he's going to stop it later, I hope. Oh, but I hope he, uh, he was going to stop in last night, but I'm going to get. Yeah, that. everybody called in. So that Every, was, everybody that called was such in, a cool thing. and um, I would imagine that he he probably got felt kind of shy, or maybe a little um, not comfortable bringing up the things. Like when he comes when he comes to visit, mm-hmm. he brings up surprising things. I would imagine he probably wouldn't have felt comfortable bringing up these surprising things he brings up to me in front of anybody else. Okay. Oh, it is Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross, that's yeah. who it is. But yeah, man, Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross is one of the fucking funniest dudes. Hmm. When he insults people, man, he's just fucking on, man. He is. He's it's like, just, it's hmm. like you've said before. He's like, he's a master at roast. He's a master. Like, you don't. <laughs> I think even if you tried to be his friend, it wouldn't even matter. Like, all right, so now we're friends and now you don't care if I just, you know, mock you, you know, versus, yeah. versus. For that. Mercilessly. Thank you. That's okay. I know it's getting late. Yeah, the whole words. It is. And, yeah, words and um, sentences and pronunciation. La la la. Yeah. Hey, what's up, short? Short, short pants. pants Robert. Thanks for joining us, short pants Robert. Where's he from? Yeah, I was gonna say, where's home for you, short pants Robert? Whether it's but, home or workplace or wherever. But you could tell uh, everybody 
when he gets in. Oh, and uh, Cielo Abro, thanks for joining us too. Wait, Cielo or Cielo? I think it's Cielo. Okay. Portland. Portland. In the house. Right on. But um, so he, Portland will be appreciated when Bob Ross gets in. You know, the painter, Bob Ross. Yep. Uh, Bob Ross comes to visit us every now and then, and apparently he he may be coming in to visit us tonight. Do you want to tell everybody now about when he came in last time? Something we learned about his painting of the tricky trees? Yeah, Bob Ross has tricky trees. And you want to explain what tricky trees are? Well, I don't know if it's safe for me to say what's under the tricky trees. Well, unless... Because of what Bob Ross puts under said tricky trees, I don't know if it's safe for me to say that. Well, it said he'll <laughs> never find... Where the tricky trees are, so uh, if there's point. no body, there's no crime. Ah, uh, good point. Or if you can't find those trees, there's no body, right? Right. Apparently, Bob Ross is a serial killer who is still alive. And where he would bury the bodies would be in a lot of the paintings because he would like to brag, as most kill serial killers do. The, it's true. He buries he them under the trees on the and, then, show. and then paints those trees. Yeah, or yeah. paints where the bodies are buried. Yeah. So that was his way of bragging where those people are to the world on TV. And he would just do it in such a quiet voice that no one would suspect him. Oh, and, of no. course, he came into our show and he came we and lulled him into that false sense of security. And he, he, came, and of, he came and told me a few times so, about his tricky treats. Right. Like, wow, I never would have guessed this of you, Bob Ross. Mm. Did he ever say who? No, Might he never. Been? He never told me who. Uh, see. And uh, short term <laughs> Robert says genius. Uh, there you go. He he's an artistic genius. That's yeah. for sure. Evil. Well, it's a, or an evil genius. Evil. That's true. Oh no, I, I'm sure they had whoever he had taken care of. I'm sure they had it coming. You see, that's the whole thing. I I don't know. But for that well, you matter, you ask him that too. You should write some questions down. It's true. I should. I need to ask him these things. You know. But I know I've asked him before who mm -hmm. it was, and he would never tell me. But it's why not ask him again? There you go. And you know, if you know what reason, maybe if he doesn't say who exactly, you ask him what reason it would be. Well, what he said you know? so far, the times he's come in before, is that they know why they're there. <laughs> and Chewbacca. <laughs> There's Chewbacca. Kind of kind of ruin that with Chewbacca. Evil laugh of Chewbacca. That's all right. It makes it entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, this is what I want to definitely get to before Bob Bob Ross comes. Tell in. me. Warner Brothers is about ready to roll out the movie Barbie. Yeah. You know, about the doll. Yeah. Starring Margot Robbie. Good for her. And the real-life saga of the iconic doll's creator is more of a horrifying story than a fa Hollywood fairy tale. Really? Yeah. The real-life creator, Jack Ryan, the creator of Barbie, lived a cocaine-fueled life and once held his daughters hostage. Wow. The creator of the slew of popular toys... Besides Barbie, including Hot Wheels and Chatty Cathy. Really? I didn't Mattel know that. VP Jack Ryan once threatened the life of one of his own children children during a paranoid, gun-crazed, cocaine-fueled standoff with the LAPD SWAT unit. 
Wow. This and other that. shocking revelations about the brilliant, and the guy is genius and brilliant, and to, to say the least. Okay. Uh, but was very seriously troubled. Yeah. So his oldest daughter, Anne Ryan, wrote a, you know, wrote a, a Anne, man. Anne Ryan is his daughter? Yeah. What? What do you mean? What? She's a known author. Oh, well, I guess that's She's a massively known author. I didn't know that. Well, she has a podcast, and she's shopping, you know, this memoir called Dreamhouse about her life growing up in the shadow of Barbie and her father. Wow. Quote, unquote, my father was drinking and using drugs, cocaine, and he was paranoid. Huh. And 68 told, you know, the papers of the frightening police standoff in an exclusive interview. He thought people were after him, that they were listening to him electronically. He believed the people were eavesdropping on him. And particularly delusional comment claiming they were moving the walls. He was <laughs> in good shape. He may have been schizophrenic. He kind of sounds like it. I don't know. In the spring of 77, Jack left Mattel, then the world's largest toy company as chief designer. In a vicious, vicious legal battle, he sued to recover millions of dollars in toy royalties that Mattel had stopped paying him. Mattel Films is one of the producers of the upcoming $100 million Barbie movie. Okay. According to Anne, and her sister, then 20, was taking time from college to stay with her father in this bizarre fake castle, complete with draw, drawbridge and a moat. Wow. And an exclusive Bel Air section of L.A. Huh. My sister had this idea that she was going to become some sort of savior for dad and help him turn his life around. Oh, no. They had this confrontation, and I suspect that he thought she was the enemy. By then, the castle looked like post-World War II Dresden. Wow, that's sad. That's really sad. Yeah, but he said, um, let me see. Okay. Uh, the playboy and swinger who married five wives, including actress Zsa Zsa Gabor, huh. designed, and and that was a quote from Zsa Zsa Gabor. I remember her saying when she was on Johnny Carson once, mm-hmm. he asked her, you know, who you dress, because she always dressed, you know, you know yeah. whatever. He goes, who do you dress for? And she said, well, I dress for women, but I undress for men. Yeah. I guess that. I get it. <laughs> but it's pretty, you know. It's to the point. And she was beautiful. But I'm saying she uh, it's pretty quippy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he designed and built a castle where he threw infamously sex orgies, even when he lived there with his two daughters and their mother, Jack's first wife, Barbie. Huh. Anne was 22 when she got a call from one of her father's colleagues who was working at the castle. He didn't elaborate. He just said something awful was going on with my father, and I needed to come to the castle immediately, not wow. the house, the castle. Yeah. The incident was ignited when Diana walked up into the small kitchen, which is into her father's third floor, third floor bedroom, and discovered one of the burners had been turned on, and it was heating up. A pan of shotgun shells. Wow. Thinking her father was planning to blow up the castle, Diane telephoned the police. And that's uh, uh I, that's Anne Ryan's younger daughter, right? Yeah. Or not younger or, daughter, younger was, sister. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Anne. No, it was Anne herself. Yeah. Oh, I thought Diana had telephoned the police. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Well, when she got up there, there was tons of cop cars outside the gate and SWAT team vehicles, and she was done. Didn't know what was going on, Anne recalled. His colleague came running out and said, you have to come in. Your father's holding Diane. Hey, Lunar Lena. 
Thanks for joining us again, Lunar Lena. Good to see you again. Your father's holding Diane hostage. Oh, wow. We're talking about the guy uh, who invented the Barbie doll. And his, his daughter, yeah, his daughter is uh, doing a memoir and she's doing a podcast because apparently he uh, lived kind of a crazy life. He was a cokehead and he held his daughter's hostage once. Just so I'm wow. going through. Oh, and he invented the Barbie doll, the Hot Wheels, and the Chatty Cathy. I'd be a brilliant guy. And that's not half of it. There's more stuff I'm going to tell you okay. at the end what he invented. It was just, the guy was brilliant. You know what's funny? I'm not to, of course, yeah, keep going, but just a moment. I, it just hit me that his name, uh, his name was Jack Ryan. Yeah. Like the movie. Yeah. That's funny. But anyway, you were saying. Yeah. So, when she got up there, there was tons of cop cars outside the gate. Yeah. And SWAT team vehicles. She was stunned, didn't know what was going on. His colleagues came running out and said, you have to come in. Your father's holding Diane hostage. Diane was his other daughter. Yeah, the her police, younger sister. The police thought maybe I could talk some sense into my dad. They didn't know what else to do. Oh. Instead, she got dragged into the madness. <clears throat> he dragged me into the house, into the breakfast room, and the cops had to get me under the table. <clears throat> Excuse me. The room looked out onto the balcony where my father and Diane were at the top of the stairs and said dad was holding a gun to Diane's head and there were cop cars with guns trained on him. Diane was trembling and crying. I couldn't believe what I was saying. I seen him act out before, but nothing this extreme and dangerous. Yeah. I felt helpless. When the SWAT guy encouraged me to say something to my father, I could hardly form the words yeah. like in a dream when you want to scream. But can't make a sound. It was like yeah. an outer body experience. I'm said. sure. That's trauma. She eventually found words and pleaded with her father to stand down. You know? Yeah. She said, Dad, Dad, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Let Diane go. I don't remember anything specific after that, except for at some point he lowered the pistol. The cops came out of everywhere and grabbed him and grabbed my sister. I think that blacked out emotionally. I'm sure. Jack was taken into custody. custody and soon was admitted to Olivew UCLA Medical Center for psychiatric evaluation yeah. and treatment. From there, Anne said he went to a detox program at a private hospital in Santa Monica. Wow. According to Anne, frightening gun incidents were not unusual for her father, who slept with a stash of guns under his bed when he was high on cocaine. Wow. He shot out some of the leaded glass windows in his bedroom and shot holes in the ceiling thinking people <clears throat> out, were out to get him that were in the attic and on the roof. He was in a state of psychosis. One night, one of his girlfriends was in the living room in the castle. Jack came into her room, woke her up, and told her they were up in the attic. And said he was naked and carrying a shotgun and insisted she go up in the attic with him. She followed him up, but no big boogie men were found and you know, he calmed down eventually. That was like the lady living next door to my grandmother. Yeah. Who insisted there was a witch up in her attic. Yeah. And it, she needed to come over there and see for herself. Yeah. And whenever my old mom would look the other way, she'd like, oh, she just was over there. You didn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but. That's what this was, is. This describing. Yeah, but this lady was like 80 something years old. Yeah. Well, she was frightened because whatever she would like grab my arm. Yeah. And speak like. Uh, Polish to me. I didn't know what she was saying. Yeah. But she really looked like she fucking knew what she was talking about. Yeah. And that's what always scared me. Like, 
And even my dad's like, I don't really think your Omar knows what she's saying. You know, except for like, okay, call, you know, yeah. come look and, but yeah. she really doesn't know the ins and outs of it, but just knows enough to be like, all right, she's, yeah, you know, I mean, her poor husband was bedridden, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's scary. But like what that, but you, I, again, I know you've told me that the years we've been together. Remember, you've told me that before about Oma. Well, uh, the, the neighbor, Oma's neighbor. And, um, this, what you're just talking about, Jack right. Ryan. And I've, I've, I've seen somebody go into state of psychosis before. Mm. This is a state of psychosis you're describing. Uh, but, and it's scary. It's terrifying because you're seeing this and it's the whole thing like, what can I do? There's nothing you can do. That's it. There is literally nothing you can do. What you can do is breathe. Mm. Just try to breathe and see if you can hopefully help them come back a little bit, but don't plan on it. Mm. Cause there's no, there's no fixing this. They're the only one who can help. They're the only ones who can help fix this, at least on some level, Just hopefully. And time. And time. Maybe. Because it's like, okay, he'll come down from, yeah. you know, he's not going to be doing blow in front of you, but. But it's terrifying. Yeah. So it's absolutely terrifying to experience Wait till they come down, sort yeah. of, and kind of take it from there. Yeah, this is a state of psychosis. Yeah, but the guy was a genius. Um, and again, I'll get to more of that. But she said she wouldn't characterize her father as a gun nut, but when she was 19, and had moved into her first apartment in Beverly Hills. He gave her a shotgun as a housewarming gift yeah. mm-hmm. and said, if someone comes to your door that you don't know, just rack the gun and that will send him running. And remembers her father telling her, when the famed toy creator learned that cops were often shot with their own guns and wrestled away by perpetrators, he is said to have invented a ring that communicated electronically with the gun so that only the cop wearing the ring could fire the gun. Mm. How fucking brilliant is that? Yeah. And there are actually ideas, that. there are actually still ideas like that about putting that kind of protection on a weapon. Yeah, yet of course uh, Republicans keep shooting no, down. No, the NRA. Oh, the NRA shoots it down. Yeah. Okay, and I didn't realize that. I thought it was Republicans doing Because they shot this it. down. Okay. Okay. And, uh, you know, yeah, see, again, all politics aside, that's a fucking brilliant idea. It's a it's a, it's it's a, a great idea. A brilliant idea so that well, especially in that scenario, I would want to be wearing a ring like that. You know? Yeah, I get that. I get that. And mm. again, it's just that's something he heard. Imagine him being more like involved with something and like, oh, I got more ideas. But um, mm. so what was the other thing here? He has um. Oh, <clears throat> he worked for one of America's premier defense cost contractors, Raytheon, during the Cold War, helping to design ground-to-air Hawk missiles and this air-to-air uh, Sparrow Three missile, both of which were ordered by the Pentagon. Huh, that's Creative funny. and inventive, he saw a very lucrative future in designing toys and joined the startup Mattel, which he f- founded by a married couple, Ruth and Elliot Handler. Mattel would become huge and rich as a result of Jack's patented inventions, Barbie in particular. How about that? In the 70s, Jack was forced out of the companies by Ruth, who despised his lifestyle, and launched a campaign claiming that Barbie was all her idea. Yeah, and that's what I'd always heard before, that it was Ruth's idea. Yeah, wow. that's who I'd heard before. And gave Jack no credit for his creation. Wow. The inspiration for Barbie, America's truly first feminine toy doll, was based on an X-rated adult novelty doll called Build Lily, a popular 
bluesy cartoon character in a German tabloid. Oh, that is fabulous. Spotted in a store window by Ruth during a European vacation, she brought it home, gave it to Jack, and told it to use use this his engineering wizardry and turn it into a moneymaker. Wow. Despite Jack and Mattel's financial success with Barbie, Ruth resented him, despised his libertine lifestyle, and was jealous of his acclaim and received many, you know, uh, acclaim for his toy designs. In the 70s, Ruth forced Jack out of the company and halted millions of dollars in royalties that Mattel owed him, forcing him into serious financial difficulties and ill health. Ironically, Ruth herself would be first to force out of Mattel in 75 as she pleaded no contest of the crimes for cooking the company's books and was sentenced to 2,500 hours of community service and pay a $57,000 fine. And then depressed about his dealings with Mattel and his own deteriorating health issues, Jack took his own life, a gunshot at the age of 64 and 91. Wow. After that, Handler published the self-serving, self-serving book, Dream Doll, in which she claimed all the credit for Barbara's creation, success, and barely mentioned Jack. She died in 2002 at 85 without ever having set the record straight. Huh. My father put his heart and soul into everything he did for Mattel, which continues to profit from his contributions to this day, but he never gets any of the credit he deserves, Anne said. They broke my father's heart. Wow. And despite her father's troubles, Anne said, I don't want my book to be a mommy dearest. I want to be able to celebrate my father's genius and creativity. I made peace with him, and I'm just sad that during this lifetime that I wasn't able to appreciate him and have the kind of relationship I wish I had. That's beautiful. It is beautiful. I mean, but it's yeah, absolutely, guy, genius. Yeah. To think of all those things and yeah. just absolute genius. It's true. Well, absolute genius. And but that's again, how. It's this again. That story needs to come out yeah, more because there. This is not because of my. We know three people who've gone through a state of psychosis. How many more people? Actually, no. I know four people who've gone through a state of psychosis. But, so I don't think this kind of thing should come out. Like, yeah, this this happened. But yes, I don't think it's going to come out in the movie. Um. I, no, I would I, hope I, so. I would hope that, it yeah, you're not going to see this in the movie. Which is a shame. Well, not in the Barbie movie. No. Right. But I'm saying that I, I hope, hope she gets. I hope something like this would come out because it's a human story. It is. But yeah, still Barbie. I was going to say, cheers to Margot Robbie. Go get yours. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, just. And Ryan Gosling is in. I think he's playing Ken. I see. Um, Which is awesome. It's just, well, it's. Oh, just a second. Little man is looking at mommy's mommy's leftover dinner. All right. Well, you know, he would be uh, a Ken doll because he kind of is. I can see that. (laughs) You know? Um, but yeah, yeah, remember I told you last night it was uh, a uh, German doll, but I didn't know it was like a German fuck doll. You said Bill Lilly. I, I thought I remember you telling me that it was a uh, prostitute, a German prostitute. Well, same thing. He saw it in the, saw it in the wherever, but again, it's, it was so late last night I don't remember. That's okay. What I read earlier, but. And we were tired, yeah. so that's okay. But again, it's it's something about that wife. You know, she had all that money and still figured she'd cook the books. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't his wife who did it. It was one of the um. It was one of the original owners of. Uh, I was well, gonna say she and her husband had started the company. Really, Timmy's a prostitute. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Going, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you've you've been you've been a little slutty through your life. I've been that's really okay. slutty. You have been. I have been really slutty. But I just, 
unfortunately never charged anybody. <laughs> there you go. It's true. Yeah, I should have charged at least something. I I would think so. Well, I appreciate like my friend. Uh, I appreciate KB the experience. Say, Ain't no free dick, man. That's I don't have money to take you out. You want to take me out? That's fine. Oh. You're paying, but you know, you want to get this dick, you're gonna have to pay. Well, you know, it's something. Ain't for, no free dick. You're, and I know, of course, I've heard you say that so many times before. But yeah, lots of women have gotten free dick from you. <laughs> well, that's the problem. I yeah. give it away too willy nilly. I could see Not that. Not anymore, but no, it's true. But I get it. You know, it's the whole thing. It's uh, realizing your worth. That's right. Took the wrong turn. Always oh, try. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. That's, well, I took many wrong turns, but. That's okay, though. You know, I it's, found it's all those wrong turns led me to where I should be. So. Yeah, I feel like you're right. So, so cheers to that, Panda. Cheers to that, baby. <laughs> so, so what else is new, Lunalina? Good? Yeah. Everything good? And how's little man? Well, okay, Lunar Lina says, unless you have a small dick, then I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, he oh. does not. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason we've been together for as long as we yeah. have. <laughs> but there are lots of reasons. It's not just dick size. Just, I was going to say, I hope it's my cunning personality. It's true. And because you're the love of my life. Aww. That's the truth. <laughs> and Luna Lina sent a laughing emoji. <laughs> so what's to do with her? How's how's your mommy world right now? I'd imagine quite busy. Are you, are you are you do you have your quality time now? Is he sleeping? Yeah. Or I, I would imagine. Well, I don't know. For a three month old, does he have sleeping time or does he just have really short naps? <clears throat> yeah, we'll find oh, out. You know what? We could ask her what? too. What's that? Uh, the name of. Um, who was it? Uh, yes, London. yes, yes. Um, oh, wow. What is it? I'm Street trying to remember. Sporadic. Uh, Caps. Oh, that's, that's who it was. Caps. Caps. Is Caps around anymore? Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, Lena just said he's doing real good. Sleep is sporadic. Well, glad he's doing real good, but I would imagine, well, you've, I've, I've, I've got to say my closest thing to mommyhood mm-hmm. is we have major buttons. So I'm a cat mom. That's it. You've had kids before. Now, how, how, yeah, you've had three. Yeah, that, uh, that whole thing have, um, how, like about what age until they start sleeping more consistently? They, the girls were the best. Like, Matt was the real pain in the butt when it came to sleep. Yeah. Oh my god, every night I'd have to, like, pat his back. That's something. Go to sleep, and if I stopped, he'd, like, start, eh, and crying. I'm like, oh my god, go to sleep. Until he started walking, like, that was, like, it was a nightmare every night almost. The, but when he started walking, he was crying less? Well, he'd sleep. Then he would like, like Matt, you know, I'm not going to sit here all night. Okay. You know, I work all day and pet your back. I'll pet your back for a little bit. but Yeah, you can't do it all night because no, you literally had to get up and work 12 hours the next day. Yeah, so it's... Oh, and Luna Luna says, yeah, Caps is around. What happened? Nothing happened. We were just thinking we're, before the episode, like, oh, what was his name? We haven't heard from Caps yeah, in a Because we remembered... Well, again, I remembered her name before, but not now. Yes, um, uh, his cousin. Kate? From uh, His cousin from Ireland. Oh, Claire. That's what it was. Claire. Claire. That's who it is. Yeah, from Ireland. But we didn't remember Caps. Yeah. Dylan just remembered. Yeah, because we, yeah, we haven't heard from uh, Caps or Claire in a minute. Well, we've been away too, but. We have been. But now we're getting the consistent uh, once a day, trying to do at least an episode. Yeah. Yes. But we're hoping they're doing well, hoping Caps is doing well, hoping Claire is doing well. 
and hoping that your little one starts sleeping more, uh, well, sleeping less sporadically, tries to sleep for a more consistent amount of time. That way you can get, a, I would imagine, a much more, uh, uh, pro- not profitable, much more, uh, not successful, uh, uh, what's a satiating, that's the word I'm looking for, a satiating <laughs> level of sleep. Lunalina says, Caps is still around. He just did a cast yesterday or the day before, I believe. All right. All right. Good stuff. I think so. I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. Excuse me. Thank you, Panda. Man. But, yeah, it's good to be consistently getting back on again. It was cold going in today, man. It was cold. Oh, my poor Panda. It was cold when I when I went in, too, but it was later, so it wasn't as cold as it was when you went in. Yeah, what's it supposed to be like tomorrow? Oh, Lunar Lina says salud. Uh, gracias, Lunar Lina. Excuse me, once I learn words again, Lunar Lina. I am tired trying to form words. I'm not sure what the temperature is supposed to be here tomorrow. I'll look that up in a bit. After we end our episode, I'll look up the temperature. Oh, yeah, that was something, too. That, um, what's that? The, uh, in China? Yeah. <clears throat> There's a TikTok version uh, in China that's available for children, only with like educational stuff. Okay. Not with those corny, you know, goofy yeah. shit that we have. And they're only limited to 40 minutes a day of viewing any, you know, any wow. like internet time wow. of videos. And again, if they go onto uh, uh, TikTok, yeah, the only thing they're gonna find is because ed- the government's censored. Yeah. They're going to find educational shit. Okay. Not, you know, jackass stuff. Jackass or dancing. Yeah, like uh, dancing. The new dances have, uh, but, well, they've already been. But I think that's, I, you know, call me, call me communist, but I don't think that's too bad of an idea at this point. You know point. what? That's the thing. It, it's not a communist thing. It's a. Uh, but it kind of is. Because yeah. as soon as you have the government censoring. Yeah. Like, what, I will give what, you that. You know what? I believe, like, for my kids, I wouldn't want them watching it. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm looking. Oh, uh, Luna Luna says coffee time, Jolene. I nope, it's too late for coffee because I've got to get. I've got to be up by 5 a.m. So it's going to be an early night. Ask her why she's got to get up at five. Oh yes, I get up at five because well, of course I have to get up to get uh, have breakfast and get uh, get ready to go to school because I'm in school full time. But not now. at five. But also too, I I get up that little bit earlier because I get up to feed Major Buttons and play with him. So we play every morning, and it's it's a lot of fun. But now, if you didn't have to get up at five, you'd get up at what, like six. seven? seven right. No, not seven. No, I would not get up at seven. I'd get up at six. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So when I get to sleep in until six a.m., it is sleeping in until six a.m. And Lunar Lena says, uh, "Feed Major Buttons and do what? Feed him and play with him. He's a cat. <laughs> He's a cat, and he uh, he of course insists. Well, catches a ribbon. Uh, exactly. He has to catch a ribbon, which is fun. Uh, Lunar Lena says, "Oh." Well, it's a whole thing. We have our routine every morning when I wake up to feed him. I play with him uh, because, I mean, even though I've always heard this, I, I, it makes me appreciate the little man that much more. I always heard before about how cats, oh, they're so, uh, they're not aloof. They just kind of ignore, you know, their owners. And they just, oh, they do their own thing. And if they want it, if they want anything from you, then they'll come out. No, this little man insists on being the center of attention at all points in time. So he's a he's our fur child. All right, Luna Luna says I wake up at 5 a.m. because my son decides to yell at me to feed him. LOL. There you go. You understand. 
You oh, understand. Oh, cat is the same way. Or same way. What's that? Yeah, my, your cat is the same way. So you understand. Well, you know what's So the, your son and your cat. So you get it. So we're on the same page. But what I think is the funniest thing. What's that? Is it happened three times in the last two weeks. What's that? And I told you about this. And Lunar Lena knows um, Major Buttons is potty trained. It's like true. He uses He's toilet the, trained. Right. Oh, wait, and Luna Lee says, I have two kids, but I only gave birth to one. Right, the other one's your husband? (laughs) That too, so you have three kids. There you go, in which case, I was going to say, I have two kids. I have my husband, and I have Major Buttons. I did not give birth to either of them. But you know. I love both dudes. But you know he's toilet trained, Major Buttons. Yeah, we've told her that. Yeah, so with that said. um, Uh, Luna Lee says, nah, he's amazing. But with that said. With that said. Um, I noticed, you know, he pooped one morning. Yeah. Or first I pooped, then he pooped, <laughs> and then you had to poop all within like 45 minutes. That's funny. We were and on then, the same schedule. And I'm like, we're on the same schedule. And the following week, it happened again. That's funny. Remember? And I I'm do like, remember oh my God, that now. You went and you weren't here the one time last week. Yeah. Same thing happened. I, I think he went first and I had to go. That is so funny. I'm like, my goodness. We really, you know how they say, Women in office, in you get, office, you get in they sync. get all in the same sink. Yeah. Apparently, we got in sync, too. Well, the same way the little man is all curled up in a paper bag right now, letting us know it's bedtime. Yeah. We know, kitty. We know. <laughs> but that's funny. You know what? Well, of course, congratulations on your son. But it's, it's pretty nice to have, uh, of course, have another child that's not that you didn't have to give birth to, right? I feel that way about the little man here. He is absolutely our cat son. Between, of course, between the toilet training him and him letting me brush his teeth, he is a cat son. Yeah, he's a good boy. He's a little fur child. Yeah. Oh, he's the best boy ever. What is he? Uh, do you remember Bob Ross? Oh yes. Uh, okay. Lunar Lena says, "Wow, haha." Yeah, there you go. It's something. He's a yeah. He's a fur child. He is. Oh, we were. Um, I know that, well, Tim had said at the beginning of the episode, and I'd actually brought it up beginning of uh, yesterday's episode, that Bob Ross may come visit us, as in the painter, Bob Ross. And that's something, like uh, Bob Ross, when he's come in a few times before, and it's always, uh, he has, uh, he has these uh, tales he tells me about, you know, how he would paint those trees. And those, he calls them his tricky trees. Uh, let me see. Luna Lena says, wow, uh, back from the dead, huh? Exactly. Well, I remember she he remembers. Comes, he comes back from the dead every now and then to talk to me. He does. That's true. Have, I don't know if you've ever seen or uh, not seen, if you've ever listened to any of our interviews with Bob Ross. But Bob Ross comes back and tells us um, what he plants underneath what he calls his tricky trees. Like, he, he has people that he's felt the need to get revenge on, and that's where they are buried. And you know how serial killers, you know, like to brag? Yeah. And he, have memories, mementos uh, of yeah. said killers. So he would go, you know, on that PBS show and draw, or you know, and paint exactly where the bodies are buried, you know, where the mountain is or whatever, <laughs> and the cabin or wherever it is where he buried the bodies, and he's bragging. There you go. At that's, least why, what, that's what he comes back and, and he's that's me why he can never look at the camera because he's he would laugh he yeah. would sinisterly <laughs> laugh. So yeah, that is something he's come back. Uh, he's come back from the dead three times so far to tell me this. And Lunarlina said, "I was hoping you meant bodies." <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah, it's something. It is quite something. So Bob Ross may join us. He was going to come join us actually yesterday. But then, of course, it was great having you call in and having Elgato call in. I'm getting, well, he suddenly didn't come in. I'm guessing that he was probably uh, feeling he was a little. shy. He's feeling, yeah, shy or feeling a little skittish to be bringing any of this stuff up in front of a live audience. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, um, he's a very uh, shy person. There you go. But it's something like I brought up, uh, Tim had said before at the beginning of this episode, oh, you want to tell everybody what uh, what uh, Bob has told you so far. And I was saying, I'm not sure if it's safe for me. Oh, that's funny. The bodies were happy little really accidents. Oh, all those bodies, those were happy little accidents. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know what? When he comes in, you can ask him. Yeah, there you go. It's true. It's true. If he does come in, if he's not yeah, going to, I think he's here. You able to go get him? Oh, that'd be great to have him come. Right, I, it'd be great. Uh, it'd be great. Can you both could ask him questions? We can. It's true. Yeah, that'd be great. That would be that would be quite something. All right, let me go grab him. Of course, I'll that's be right great. Back. If he's he out is. here. Yeah, I think he is. Let me um, let me get him. That would be something. And but I'm loving that. Thank you for that. Happy little accidents, Lena. That is fabulous. <laughs> But yeah, that's really something I never expected because he always seems so peaceful. Um, yeah, and Luna Luna says the bodies are nourishing the roots and making for some very happy trees as well. <laughs> yes, yes, I would imagine they are. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, it's something I never expected to hear these these tales from him. But because uh, he just always seems so peaceful. And just so calm, and that whole like wow. And then he comes in and tells me about how he's murdered people. Now he never told me how, never told me who, never told me why. Just told me that he did. And Lunar Lena says the quietest are typically the most dangerous. Remember Dahmer? What a sweet guy. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, you're right. Did you get to see the late? I'd imagine you got to see the latest series. What a terrifying show. That's something. So yeah, I would think so. That's how it tends to be. Like you said, the quietest, the quietest, the smallest. Those are going to be the ones that are the most dangerous. Greatest carpenter. Bob Ross. Well, hello there. Well, okay, audience, we have Bob Ross right here. It is a pleasure getting to see you again. Thank you. Thank you for that lovely music. Well, yeah, I have to say this music is very nice. Uh, Timmy Boy, it's very Timmy Boy had set it up for you. Oh, well, he is a nice guy. He is. He's very sweet. Hi, Lunar Lena. How are you? Ah, uh, yeah. Lunar Lena says hi, Mr. Ross. I've done some of my best work where she lives. Really? Oh, in Arizona, in Nevada? Oh, I thought it was uh, Oregon or Washington. No, she's in she's in Nevada. Oh, oh, okay. But we did have it's a, a big desert. I remember that, but I don't like to work uh, as you know publicly in deserts. Oh, no, not so much. It's too, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, dreadful and dead. Really? Uh, yeah, and I'm a very, um, uh, positive, I want to bring a light into the world. Okay. Well, sometimes you have to take darkness out of it. But, okay, I could see that, Bob. And Lunar Lena says, welcome back from the dead. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. That's very sweet of That's her to very, say, right? Well, she's a sweet soul. It's, I could tell. There you go. She is a sweet soul. That's true. But wow. Well, tell us, Bob, what have you been up to? Oh, thank you. 
Lunar Luna says, it's been very bleak world without you, sir. You know, you could buy my videos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We could all buy your videos still, right? I imagine you could. <laughs> and I think the money would go to a good cause. I'm not sure. I would hope so. Well, do you have any control over where the money went at all? You know, I'm not sure. I would have to check into that. Okay. Well, we could we could do that. We can look into that. I'm gonna look into that right now. That is quite. I might have more work to do down here. Maybe. Maybe one or two more portraits to do. Wow. Now, what? One or two more portraits to do? Uh, like, are you saying there might be some others to that you need to put under a tricky tree? <laughs> I'm not saying anything like that. Oh. Okay. Okay. No, allegedly. I'm, oh, alleged, allegedly putting under tricky trees. Okay. Well, I'm, I've got to. I've got to ask now. Um, now you would never tell me who you put under the tricky trees. Oh, they're just not nice people. Not nice people. Wow. Um, could you tell us? Well, you said not nice people. Can you tell us why they were not nice? They were nice to Bob. They weren't nice to Bob. No. Like how so? What did they? What did they do? What did they say? Sometimes I just didn't like their face. Wow! Wow! You're sounding a lot like Timmy Boy with that. Yeah. Well, Timmy's a very sensitive man. He is. I, that's you true. Know each other. Okay, I could see that. Now, um, mind you, uh, mind you, of course, I, uh, Timmy Boy has never put anybody under a tricky tree. And let me see. There's so. Well, um, he didn't have to. I would take care of it. Oh! Oh! Wow! Oh, that's yeah. That's not. That's not good. So okay. Well, I'm understanding, but your estate. Has a battle with Bob Ross Inc. Is that right? Now you had met with uh, Bill Alexander, right? On PBS on uh, 1978. He was he was a celebrity painter back in the 70s. I think I'm not sure if he's still a celebrity painter or not. But um, Alexander gave you a job as a traveling art instructor, right? And one seminar, <clears throat> uh, you had met the uh, Kowalskis, who were uh, fresh off the death of their son, mm. and who mm. wanted to disappear into a painting, or disappear into painting. Is that right? Oh, be careful what you wish for. Oh no! Wait, did you put them under tricky oh, trees? Oh no! Or did you put their son under tricky trees? Oh, no, why would I do that? I don't know. That's what I'm. I just I'm. I'm just interested in hearing. I'm, oh, everyone's just interested. But what did what did curiosity do? Did it kill the cat? Oh, it allegedly did. There you go. Well, for sure, nobody can kill this cat here.、Mm. If anybody tries to kill this cat, I will string them up by their toes. Not before me. I would do that first. Oh, you would you would、I、string them up your, by their toes first. I wouldn't、first. let you have to do that kind of work. Why would I let you do work that I enjoy? What? I trust that you might get caught for it. Oh. <laughs> So, so you you enjoy this? You really enjoy this, Bob? Well, tell our people. Well, let's see. Okay, now、uh, let me see what was up. Now、uh, they, uh, it was the、um, what is it? The Kowalskis had convinced you to go to D.C. to teach, right? Yes. And they made they made a deal with you. They gave you a stipend and a room and board if you teach more classes. If they'd arrange it in the area, right? Yes. Correct. And then、uh, PBS had approached you、uh, to do a show like Alexander's and Dan Dennis Cap.、Um, they that they wanted to make a、uh, line of supplies with him too, apparently. So that's when the joy of painting was born, right? Yes.、Um, but to look after the supply company with Cap,、uh, you know, you and your wife Jane、uh, and Annette.、Um, wait, Jane and Annette and Walt. You'd signed documents to create Bob Ross Inc., right? 
and with four of them being equal partners, all four of you being equal partners. And then by the end of the 80s, all four partners were making $85,000, uh, which is that's about what is it like about $180,000 today, like uh, inflation adjusted. And in the early uh, early 90s, uh, you'd made around uh, well today inflation adjusted would be around $220,000. Now you wanted to branch out, right? Yeah. But when you did, is that when it all started going downhill? Of course. That's a shame. Yeah. Now, you're, now you had, your health had started to, to decline, right? Yeah. And let's, let's see. Walt had declared war on you. Um, then sent, uh, document, sent, uh, what is it? Sent documents saying that the Kowalski's, Kowalski's owned everything, but they'd agreed that Ross and his heirs would get 1% of revenues for the next decade. Now, you had never signed anything to that, right? Oh, no. And in fact, you quickly changed your will to make it harder for the Kowalskis to steal your name and likeness. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's the only one throw, and it's on my head. Oh, well, I could see that. I could see that. All right, and the fast changes to your will included, uh, what is it, a quote-unquote, a clause specifically addressing your name, likeness, and the rest of your intellectual properties. All of those rights were to go to Steve and one of, one of your half-brothers. Now, your third wife replaced Annette as the administrator of the estate, right? Yes. And then in 1995 is when you had passed away due to cancer. Cancer, And the Kowalskis did not attend your funeral, right? But they sent flowers. Which was a snub. I didn't uh, like that. Oh, that's a shame. I'm sorry they didn't attend your funeral. Now, let's see. After you had died, uh, your, uh, your company, Bob Ross, Inc., was owned by the Kowalskis then. But they wanted everything, including the name and the likeness. Um, um, and then what John Tham, one of Ross's good friends, calls Grand Theft Bob started. Okay, man, that's I mean, awful. Yeah, that's... That's terrible. That's about flowers. Flowers and that they took over your company after you died. Tried to. They tried to. Well, it sounds like they did. Um, but Steve did not know about the final amendment until 20 years later, until his uncle Jimmy, the estate's executor, uh, executor told him. And yeah, that who when, Jimmy is. Oh, and... Oh, hey, Lola. Lola. All right, we'll answer the phone. Hi there, Lola. Can you hear us? Oh, nope, Lola just hung you up. You know who, t um, That's okay. Jimmy, you can try calling Jimmy again. is? Who's Jimmy? Timmy introduced me to Jimmy. Timmy introduced you to Jimmy. Jimmy Two Dicks. That's Jimmy Two Dicks? Well, what? But you could tell what? the story. Go ahead. Okay, all right. Now, Jimmy was the state's executor. Uh, now that when you had died, you were worth $1.3 million. And half of that uh, was his third part of Bob Ross, Inc., and there were there was also cash, stocks, and property to divide. Now this is saying that the Kowalskis had pounced on your art supplies and artwork, everything down to the last paintbrush because they essentially thought they owned Ross, body and soul. And after all, he was just a quote unquote work for hire. Wow, that's cold. And they'd also made quote unquote claims against the estate for business and personal re uh, reimbursements. Uh, charging Ross's widow with hefty lawsuits and seeing PBS and the children's show Ross, uh, uh, and PBS and the children's show Ross guest start on. But man, in 1997, Jimmy, Ross's brother, wait, Jimmy Tudix is your brother? What? That's something. I didn't know that. Okay. But they'd settled the lawsuit once and for all, practically handing over everything to the Kowalskis. Wow. In 2012, their daughter Joan took over, opening up a, a realm of merchandising for the company. But there's still a gray, gray zone in how Bob Ross Inc. could truly own Ross's name and likeness. 
Steve had fallen off the face of the earth after Ross died and couldn't do anything in the painting world with his name. Wow, that's sad. But after learning about the Golden Amendment in Ross's will, Steve had had enough and went after Bob Ross, Inc. Sadly, Steve didn't win the case against Bob Ross, Inc., but Jones struck a deal with him. If he surrendered his rights to Ross's name and likeness, he could print his name on anything he wanted. That screwed up. It says the only saving grace was that Steve was able to return as an art instructor. Ironically, thanks to Bob Ross, Inc., all the time, Ross was bigger than ever, which helped, K, which helped class sizes. Pupils drove up in masses to learn the icon style. Steve gets to run his father's estate, and fans welcome him back to the painting world with open arms. Now, this is saying it's ironic, though, that even though the Kowalskis got everything, they were the only ones who could have kept Ross's name from disappearing into the ether. As for all of Ross's paintings, the Kowalskis, Kowalskis seized. They ended up with an unprotected warehouse until the Smithsonian took a collection of them for safekeeping. Wow. That's something. I'm sorry that you went through all of this, Bob. Mm. That's really sad. That's okay. Now, I would imagine some of them, or at least some people connected to them, have something have something to do with who ended up under the tricky trees, yes? Oh, yeah, there's many tricky trees. There, wow, there are that many? Oh, yeah. There's How some, many? I didn't get to paint. How many? Except my own paintings. Wow. That I used my own video camera for. I'm going to release that to the public <laughs> under a, a different name. Wow. Wait, how are you going to release this to the public when you're dead? Well, people will know me by my fro. But with this COVID oh. thing, I had the mask on like Zorro. Oh, I see. they'll know who it is. Okay. They'll, they'll know. <laughs> they'll know Bob Ross. Wow. Wow, Bob. That is something. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry you went through all of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Kowalskis. Oh, they got theirs. But they they were still alive, though, weren't they? Mm, when? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. This sounds like they were still alive after you had died. For how long? I have no idea. I honestly don't know. Mm, let's see. And then they had a daughter that had uh, taken over for mm. them. Poor. Oh, no. <laughs> That's so bad. Did you kill the Kowalskis, Bob Ross? Maybe their son. I don't know. Oh, I see. Because their son had died originally, which is why they hired you, right? Well, maybe they killed his son and tried to blame me. Oh, maybe that might be it. Did you show them how to paint tricky trees? Oh, I'm the inventor of the tricky tree. That's why I'm tricky. <laughs> oh, wow, Bob. This is something. This is really something. Well, okay, Bob, what are you working on now? I'm working about relaxing. You're working about relaxing? Okay. Oh, yeah. This is my retirement. That, well, that's very nice. In the afterlife, you don't have to worry about anything. I suppose not. The tricky tree just branches out more. Well, but I like to stop down to the nice places where people accept me. Well, because most people will judge me. I would think for so. For decisions I've made. I suppose so. Even though I've got rid of bad people, they just have to find where the tricky trees are. That's why those paintings are so uh, valuable. I suppose so. To it's certain be- people. It's because those those who know 
that these are tricky trees. These are not just uh, happy little trees. Oh, they're very happy now. <laughs> Even though they might have poison fruit. Poison fruit? Because of who's underneath them? Right. Now, I didn't leave the holes. Jimmy Tudix did that. What? So Jimmy Tudix was involved? Look, he just dug the holes. He didn't know. I, hey, he didn't know. I told him I was going to be planting things. He knew. Look, he knew how. I gave him the specifics of it. He didn't ask any more questions. So he didn't know what That's was going on. That's why I don't ask him why they call you two dicks. No okay. one asks him why. He, yeah, he's called two dicks. That's why Timmy Boy has said that he gets angry when people ask him that. So you don't ask him. No one asks him. But he has no idea what you had him dig those holes for. No. Wow. Oh, no. Wow. I could understand Even the plausible deniability plausible for that, right? Plausible deniability. Okay. Everybody has their little job to do. No questions asked. Okay. And that's Jimmy, Jimmy Tudix. But uh, I might be the puppet master at all this. Yeah, I would think so. It sounds like it. And take my secrets to the grave. There you go. Except you come back and then tell me. Well, no one listens to this corny show anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, nobody and does listen to this Everybody will think you're a crazy person if you go tell the story to anybody. Good so. point. Yeah, that's a good point. Plus, you never tell me who or where. No, you never watch my show. It's Well, I have actually watched it before. Oh, yeah. I have watched it before. I just, I could never see where those trees are. These you never trees. leave the end, so... That's a good point. I really don't leave Manhattan. <laughs> I do every now and then. Mm. Once in a great while. Mm. But never look for the tricky tree. No, I have not go, gone to look for the tricky trees before. I have not. Mm. Are you saying this is something I need to do? Do you have any guilty conscience? Are you missing any money? I, you no, know, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm friends with Christopher Columbus, too. Well, I, you know what? That makes sense. I can see that. It was a yeah, relaxing world that I'm in. Yeah. I've been a few times. He's asked me to go on a ship with him. And have you gone on a ship with him? I have. He's a good host. Why wouldn't I? I could see that. We have a lot to talk about. I'm sure. There are a lot of short stories to share. Ha have you met his guma? Why would I have done that? I don't know. I'm not well, sure. I Look, he's a family man. I don't know nothing about no gumads, but I did find out uh, about when, uh, what was that story you were telling about? Uh, he broke down, I think, in Jamaica um, in, his, oh, in his travels. Yeah. And the people there didn't want to feed him or give him any supplies, and he looked through his uh, almanac or whatever. Good, you tell the story. Well, if I remember right, it was, yeah, he was uh, not having very much luck of being able to uh, get food or anything like that, or shelter. So uh, he knew apparently there was going to be a lunar eclipse coming up. So what he told uh, the natives uh, of that area where he had landed or where he had docked was that if they didn't give him food, that uh, that uh, God, that the gods would uh, punish them or his God would punish them. And then the lunar eclipse happened and they were all terrified. So they'd said, okay, well, we'll give you food. Tell your God we're sorry. Tell them, uh, tell them to please stop this. Yeah, what was it? Was a, It was on, uh, uh, this was an island northeast of Cuba. This is San Salvador, 
Uh, that's uh, that's where this was, San Salvador. Um, yeah, he he made was it Columbus made uh, three three more voyages uh, to there. Yeah, the fourth. Yeah, it was on the fourth voyage there that he went there. He found himself, it said, in dire straits. Uh, he had left uh, Cadiz, Cadiz, Spain, in 1502 in May. Um, now, uh, was it? There was an epidemic of ship shipworms eating holes in the planking on his of his feet. Shipworms. I'd never heard of them before. Of his fleet, shipworms. I've never heard of shipworms before. But okay, that's something. Uh, Columbus was forced to abandon two of his ships and finally had to beach his last two uh, uh, caravels on the north coast. Um, now this was, yeah, this was Jamaica at this point. Um, they usually would, the natives would usually welcome ca- castaways with food and shelter. But as the days had dragged into weeks, tensions had mounted. Uh, now, after he'd been stranded there for more than six months, uh, uh, half of his crew had mutinied, robbing and mur- uh, murdering some of the, it's, uh, they were the Arawaks. That's, that's who these were. These were the native people. They'd grown very weary of supplying the uh, cassava uh, when it was corn and fish in exchange for little tin whistles, trinkets and hawksbells and other trashy goods. Now, famine was threatening, so uh, he had form- Columbus had formulated a desperate uh, and ingenious plan. Yeah, this is when he saw that there was going to be a uh, this was, there was going to be a lunar eclipse. Was it? Uh, was a just a moment. Coming to the admiral's rescue was uh, Johannes Müller von uh, Königsberg. Uh, he was he was alive in 1436 to 1476. Wow, he he was only 40 years old. Wow, and he was known by the Latin pseudonym uh, Regio Regio Man. Let's see, scroll back up again. Regio Montanus. Uh, he was highly regarded as a German mathematician, astronomer, and astrologer. Now uh, he published an an almanac containing astro- astronomical tables covering the years 1475 to 1506. Now, his almanac had turned out to be of great value because um, it provided detailed information about the sun, the moon, the planets, and um, the more important stars and constellations that he could navigate by. Um, after it was published, no sailor dared to set out without a copy. Um, now, they were able to, yeah, by using this almanac, uh, sailors were able to lead their customary routes and venture out into the unknown seas in search of new frontiers. Now, Columbus had had a copy of this almanac, and he'd been studying the tables and saw that there was going to be an eclipse. It was going to be a lunar eclipse that was going to be occurring coming up, and it was around the time of moonrise at this point in time. Now, he knew this. It was three days before the eclipse. Now, Columbus had requested a meeting with the Arawak chief, and he informed him that his Christian god was very angry with his people for no longer supplying him and his men with food. Uh, therefore, he was uh, he was going to provide a clear sign of uh, this god's displeasure. Three nights later, he would uh, all but obliterate the rising full moon, making it appear inflamed with wrath, which would signify the evils that would soon be inflicted <laughs> upon them. <laughs> now, of course, uh, the appointed evening, the sun set in the west, and the moon started emerging from beyond the eastern horizon. It was plainly obvious to, to all that something was terribly wrong. Now, the, uh, by the time the moon had appeared in full view, a small but noticeable dark scallop had been removed from its lower edge. Just over an hour later, and as evening twilight ended and full darkness descended, the moon indeed exhibited an eerily inflamed and bloody appearance. In place of the normally brilliant late winter full moon there, now uh, hung a dim red ball in the eastern sky. 
Now, uh, Columbus's son, Ferdinand, said the Arawaks were terrified at the, the sight, and with great howling and lamentation, came running from every direction to the ships laden with provisions to, uh, uh, well, beseeching the admiral to intercede with his God on their behalf. They promised that they would happily cooperate with Columbus, Columbus and his men if he would only restore the moon back to its normal self. The great explorer told the natives that he would have to retire to confer privately with his god. He then shut himself in his cabin for about 50 minutes. Now, while he was in his quarters, Columbus turned an hourglass every half hour to the time uh, of various stages of the eclipse based on the calculations provided by Reggio Montanus' almanac. Just, just moments before the end of the total phase, Columbus reappeared, announcing to the Arawaks that, the god, that his god had pardoned them and would now allow the moon to gradually return. And at that moment, true to Columbus's word, the moon slowly began to reappear. And as it emerged from the Earth's shadow, the grateful Arawaks hurried away. They then kept Columbus and his men well supplied and well fed until a relief caravel from Hispaniola uh, arrived on June 29, 1504. And Columbus and his men returned to Spain on November 7th. That is something. That is something. Wait, wait, there's another side of the story. Let me read this. Okay, in an, in an interesting postscript to the story, in 1889, Mark Twain, likely influenced by the Eclipse trick, wrote the novel A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. In it, his main character, Hank Morgan, used a gambit similar to Columbus. Now, Morgan was about to be burned at the stake, so he predicts a solar eclipse he knows will occur and in the process claimed power over the sun. He gladly offers to return the sun to the sky in return for his freedom and a position as perpetual minister and executive to the king. The only problem with this story is that the date that Mark Twain quoted, June 21st, 528, no such eclipse took place. In fact, the moon was three days past full. Perhaps she sh he should have consulted the almanac. <laughs> That's something. That's it. So you are. So you have. Uh, you've uh, actually spoken with Columbus quite often about this, oh, right, Bob? Oh, he has such a, a lot of good stories. Wow, that is fascinating. That really is fascinating, Bob. Well, I've painted some. You know, him and I have taught him how to paint. You taught Columbus how to paint. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you, have you helped Columbus set up tricky trees? Well, I think they call it a different thing. They, in Italian? Well, when they're on the ship, they, um, something about where they throw somebody overboard. Oh, um. To try. Oh, yes, I'm I know. I'm trying to remember the story now because it's getting late. Oh, uh, it is getting late. I'm trying to remember. I know what it is. It's, um, yeah, you throw somebody overboard. It's, um, yeah, it is getting late. I would usually know this phrase. But he has, you helped him paint some of those with throwing somebody overboard? Right, as they're actually in the water. Wow. So it's too late. They're already in the water. Like just before they're ready to cross. Wow. Watch like watch, looking to the heavens. Like watching them sink. Just in the sea. That fear in their eye. Or that acceptance of It's beautiful. There is no saving. It's that embracing of what's next. Wow. Wow, Bob. Letting go, if you will. Or the terror. Depending on what you've done in life, there's all different gaps. I suppose so, but you... And at that moment, I know the kind of life they have led. Wow. So you would know this because you've seen this many times before, right, Bob? If they, their last look was a terror, look of terror, I know they were very bad people. 
But don't you say the ones that you paid, the ones that you had put under the tricky trees, they, they for sure were very bad oh, people, sure. right? I know. But Columbus people, you know, that's how They're you knew. Sure. Oh, I see. This is people. They knew the risks going in. Wow, Bob. Wow. He didn't have to dangle the carrot that far. I to suppose. Put them on that ship, on ships. I suppose not. So. Wow. So, okay, I think I'm gonna go. Next time, I have some questions ready for me. I'll have some more questions because I've asked you a lot of questions. I know, but. But I'll have to have some more questions ready for you yeah. next time. And Luna Lita can have some questions for me. I'm glad her and her little son. I'm a little disappointed. It's not. Maybe his middle name is uh, Bob. Oh, you were Raven hoping. Ross. You were hoping take, that she would name her son after you. Of course. I could understand that. Or even if the middle name was Ross, I would be happy. Oh, I see. Just some, you know, that I'm not here anymore. Yeah. Just some little kind of nod. I could see this. I mean, you're still here because My you come genius. and talk to us. Yes. Right. You do have a genius. I a lot of peace to Earth. You did. And to the people of Earth. Yeah. And you I still did. do. That is, except when you were killing. But that was only bad people. I was right? taking very bad people away from good people. Okay, that's that's fair, Bob. All right. It's very fair, I thought. <gasps> I let them say their last uh, things that they had to say. Just they were talking to the wrong person. Oh, I think who should they have been talking to? Not me. They got to that point. It was past the point of no return. Wow. They were dumb enough to get here. That's something. It's whatever you have to say. It's truly. Save yourself, the clock's ticking. Okay. No. That is something, Bob. Well, the next time I'm you... I'm not a patient man sometimes. Which is something. You always seem like you're so patient when you're doing your shows. when I'm painting. Okay. And by then, by the time you're painting, it's too late. Right. For them when anyways. I'm creating. Or disposing. It's creating. Oh, when I see. When I paint, I'm bragging. Like a peacock. Right, showing my feathers. Wow. Yeah, I could see. I can hear the excitement in your right. voice, Bob. And in my eyes. I can see it. You're yeah. right. Strutting around like a peacock. That's something. You are. You are most definitely strutting around like a peacock right now. Mm. That is something. I was. I was uh, not expecting that. Because always before when you came in, you were always so calm. But you are most. He is most I'm indeed strutting like a peace peacock right now. I'm very proud of my accomplishments. Proud of your tricky trees. Hey, you've never heard anybody else do it? No, you're right. Never will again. No, I, I would think not. Only one Bob Ross. That's true. There is. That's absolutely true. And I am happy that every now and then uh, you come to have a conversation. Hey, I'm just glad no one listens to this show. <laughs> That's a sign that, of course, your uh, your reputation is safe. Exactly. Because you're my right. secrets. You have your secrets, but you're right. Nobody ever listens to this, so you're safe, Bob. I'm safe. Well, this is this is very oh, exciting. Thank Bob. you again. Well, thank you I for coming to see us I again. Because I do have places to be, even though it's the afterlife. I do have other places to be. I would imagine so. Are you going to go see Christopher Columbus? Depends what he's doing. Okay, I can understand that. I might go see the Kowalskis. Oh. Seven flowers. Oh wow. You might get it mysterious, you know, uh, bouquet. And what I mean by flowers and the bouquets that I leave... Is there going to be a body? No, I kind of pick up uh, 
people's dog poop. Oh, I see. And I put it on their door handle. Oh, wow. If you really want to grab it, they can know that they're, you know, it's the word I'm looking for. Appreciated for their gift of flowers. Wow. Wow, Bob. Okay. Well, I'm wishing well in your uh, bouquet, dog poop bouquet arrangement for the Kowalskis. <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm wishing you well for the amount of time you choose to spend um, uh, visiting Earth again before you go back to, again, relaxing the afterlife. And then it would be great to see you again the next time you come. You'll be the first place I come. Well, that's wonderful. I look forward to that, Bob. Be as much as me. Well, that's sweet. I'll I'll bring a painting for you. You'll bring a painting for me? Yeah, because actually Marvin Madison and my old friends, we know each other. Really? Oh, I want to tell people who Marvin Madison is? Oh, I have worked with Marvin Madison so many times. Marvin Madison. He's, yeah, he is a, uh, he is a spectacular painter. If if people Google him. Yes, you will. And see the work he's done. They'll think it's pictures taken with a, um, That's right. With a camera? Exactly. No, this is by fucking brush. Yeah, they are. Amazing. He has a skill set. He has a very specific way that he paints his port, uh, he paints portraits so that they look like, they do look like pictures. I've posed for him many, many times. And I know I've worked with lots of models who post for him many, many times, too. He's very talented. But, yeah, he has classes where people come uh, actually specifically to learn his style. And but that's amazing that you know people, him. And very wealthy people will hire him. Yes. For, like, the summer, fly him out to Italy, to their estate. Yes. Whatever he needs. To paint them. Whatever he needs. What's his price? No problem. Oh, Yes. It, yeah, if you look him up, I highly suggest yeah. you look up Marvin, Marvin Madison. Madison. I will actually even type that in right here. I'm, again, we're going to be wrapping up the episode, but I'll still type in his name. Uh, but it's uh, M-A-R-V-I-N, and last name is M-A-T-T-L-E-S-O-N. Marvin Madison. He's here in New York. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he's great. I'm I'm uh, grateful that I've I gotten to pause to pose for him so many times. Uh, portrait painting, which is great. Uh, but yeah, he's very very talented, and that is so exciting that the two of you have gotten to work together before. Oh yeah. But all right, I guess uh yeah, we should wrap up this Don't episode. Tell my secrets. Oh no, of course not. Never, never, Bob. Absolutely not. But thank you for coming to join us, Bob. Thank you for having me. And th- yeah, thank you everybody for uh, thank actually you for my joining music us. Too. You're welcome. We'll actually thank Timmy Boy for that because it was him. But thank you everybody, and we'll catch you all tomorrow.